Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Sign up for Patreon. 11 bonus episodes per week. Five daily bonus shows. The two lost Zane recordings Monday and Friday. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia on Tuesdays. The Insane Asylum Thursdays. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And also... On Saturdays, I release Who Are These Zanes? Now, some of that not true for this week because Ben and I, our schedules could not match up and my apologies to you on Patreon. We do our best, but sometimes it just can't happen. But uh, nevertheless, we continue on. Uh, the show happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Ryan on the chat says, I sure hope that I can get my kids dropped off before he bleeping swears. And you notice I said uh, bleeping because, I, hey, I don't want to upset the kids. That is, uh, that's some real bad uh, uh, juju, in my opinion, for you to roll the dice on that. I'll never forget the first time I actually heard a swear word fly out of my, my dad's uh, mouth. I was like, what the hell? I could not believe it. It was in the back seat of the Chevy Vega, and he was so incensed he dropped an f bomb. And this is, and this is like, you know, uh, uh, it wasn't like I was three years old or anything. I think this was like a six or seven when I first heard it. He was so good, going that many years without me actually hearing it. Man, so uh, welcome to you. Glad you guys are all part of the show. Uh, thank you if you're enjoying it live. All right, today is Veterans Day. And I never know what to do. Because you know how, have you ever had that scenario where um, you know someone who was in the military, perhaps in wartime, perhaps actually seen combat, and... Um, you get like t someone to bend your ear and says, Hey, uh, whatever you do, don't acknowledge to so-and-so don't give them the old, Hey, thanks for serving. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. That is not uh, something that is appreciated. And you're like, okay. All right. Like someone has to kind of like, uh, and I appreciate the people who do that actually happens. People are like, yeah, man. Hey, don't, uh, don't acknowledge, don't acknowledge. So you're always kind of stuck in limbo. Um, whether you can approach or not approach or say, Hey, or I think that if guy who's wearing baseball cap with, uh, where he served. Okay. Or on the back of his car, it, it, it lets you know, Hey, guess what I did? then I think you're all right. But if, if guys just walking down the street and you, and you happen to know them and you know that they served, if they're not wearing baseball hat, if it's not baseball hat guy, then you might want to be careful because if you say, Hey, it's veterans day. Thanks for serving that. You know, all of a sudden they rip off their clothes, go running in the woods and, and, and shit goes down or you get punched in the stomach or something like that. So this is a, uh, this is a very dangerous day for people. Just be careful on what you acknowledge. 
because sometimes um, people who go into the military, um, you know, it ends up like scrambling their eggs a little and they come back kind of like, you know, it happens, you know, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's undeniable. You can't really say some of these, some of these people go into the military and they don't see combat, but you know, like bad shit still goes on like the, well, sometimes it might be just the regiment and the day-to-day activity of uh, everything laid out for them. And then they come back uh, to civilian life and then things just don't jive. And then it's like the next thing you know, they got like uh, eight support dogs and they're walking around and you can't even say hi without getting a Bowie knife in your fucking face. So I'm just saying this is an extremely vulnerable, a vulnerable day and precarious for everyone in America who is not a veteran. Uh, Be very, very careful out there with who you acknowledge because you might get your cock kicked in and God help you if that, that would be a very, very painful thing if strong veteran chick or guy kicks your dick in. So um, remember the civilians today. I think uh, every Veterans Day uh, of course, happen. I think on the twelfth we should have Civilians Day for those who have been gotten their cock kicked in uh, for just walking up to veterans and saying, "Hey, uh, thank you for serving. It's Veterans Day. I'm recognizing you." Sometimes you'll say that to these folks, and they look at you like you got three heads, and they want to beat your ass. It is legit, and you know since it is Veterans Day. If you piss off a veteran, they will be, you, you got to take the abuse. You got to just let them beat the shit out of you. Don't even try to beat the shit out of them. If they try to beat the shit out of you, that's just the way it goes, you know? So, all right. So welcome in to all of you. I'm so glad that you are here in all seriousness. It is a, uh, an amazing day. I have a person I know within my family right now who whenever I go off on one of these tangents and do something silly like I just did, they like believe it's real. And then I'll get a phone call and like, how do you live with yourself? How do you do what you just do? And I'm just like, fuck. And I just have to listen. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Oh, you're right. I'm so bad. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know it. I can't believe I did that either. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. I suck. Okay. Bye. Hang up. Jesus. Uh, all right. Last night, I walked into Van Andel Arena, world-class facility. The local basketball team, G League, Grand Rapids Gold, affiliate of the Denver Nuggets, uh, have now moved from the Delta Plex, which was the place where, you know, I made fun of the shot clocks and Joel's pants got fired. The Delta Plex is no more. The basketball team has moved up in the world to the Van Andel Arena, one of the most incredible facilities you'll ever find. A uh, mid-level arena, 11,000 people pet, uh, can fit into there. There weren't 11,000 people last night, but still... It was a, uh, a great step up for the basketball team. So, you know, um, typically when I go into the Delta Plex, when I would go into the Delta Plex, I'm wearing blue jeans and a T-shirt, okay? 
And, uh, but you know, it's a, this is a nicer venue. So I actually dressed up the same way I dressed up for a hockey game in a, in a suit coat. I had my suit coat. I had my gay magician's vest on, uh, tie, uh, with the colors of the gold. Okay. And everybody on scores table is like, Oh my God, look at you. What happens? Like, yeah, I know it. Here we go. We're back. This is, uh, this is brand new. This is awesome. So I come walking into there and I see Bill Simonson. Huge, along with Brett Hayes, Superfly Hayes. And Bill's talking to Steve Jabbar, the owner of the team. And Bill turns around, he sees me, goes, what the fuck? You're getting ready to go play some bagpipes? Because I had like this, uh, the the coat was almost like a checkerboard and the vest. And he's like, he's like, you look like a bagpipe player. I'm like, shut up, dick. Go sit down, enjoy the game. A horrible loss for the basketball team. This was this was despicable. The uh, basketball team opened up the game with 30 points in the first quarter. That's a lot. And they're taking on the Motor City Cruise. This is the Detroit team. Remember the gold used to be the Grand Rapids Drive, the affiliate of the Pistons. The Pistons said, we want the G League team in Detroit, so you all have to move. And the Gold said, no thanks. We'll just lose the affiliation. So this is their own, this is their old team. They basically got a new affiliation with Denver and everything else remained the same. So it's kind of like the rivalry game, you know? The uh, And so we kicked their ass in the first quarter. 30 to 15, we lead it. Uh, we outscored them in the second quarter, thir- 31 to 28. So that's, uh, so that means it was 61 to 43. So almost a 20 point lead at the half. 30 points in the first quarter, second of the, or in second quarter, 31 points. Then the gold, it was horrible. Stone cold. Ice cold. They went from scoring 61 points in the first quarter or in the first half to scoring 35 for the rest of the game. So leading by nearly 20 at the half and then losing the game by 10. And frankly, it very easily could have been lose the game by 25 if we had not gotten some buckets late. That was that stunk, man. Holy shit, but that that's life, you know. See a lot of games, you're bound to see something like that. So whatever, but the fans seem to to uh, like it. Um we were off to a rough start on this because I show up, I see Bill, he says I look like a bagpipe player, and being that this is a new arena, new facility, new game ops, there's all sorts of little things that have to happen in order to make me happy in what I do. And I'm looking in front of me where I sit, and none of those things are there. Okay, I need, the first thing I need is I need a roster. If I don't have a roster of who's playing the game with the starters, that's the worst. So I'm sitting there, and I realize I don't have a roster. And someone goes, hey, I got one. I'm like, oh, Jesus, so I get it. And the print is so small. I mean, you know me. I'm always putting on my glasses. And I'm like, I'm going to have trouble reading this. And then uh, next to that is the actual script for the, for the night. And it's printed even smaller. 
And the guy who gives me, I go, dude, I go, I cannot read this. I go, you have got to print this out bigger. I, for, the roster's too small, and the script is even smaller. It's, it's, I, I can't read it. So, um, sorry. And like, that's it. There's nothing more I can do. Oh, God. So then um, I'm looking at the roster, and uh, I have the gold players, and I have the um, Motor City Cruise players. Now, I've said 8,000 times to this guy, that I work with. I go, I need in addition to the roster printed big enough so I can read it. The coaching staffs, because when you do team introductions, you always do the players. And then you say the motor city crews are coached by assistants are, they are the visiting motor city crews. You have to, you have to announce those things for three years. I've never, I've never once had that. All right, how many times do we have to have this conversation where I tell you, list the goddamn coaches. So then I get up and I wander over to the bench and I go, I'll do it myself. And uh, I wander over to the visiting team bench and I, I pull some, one of the assistants. I go, look, I'm the announcer. Can you list all the coaches? Sure. So I write their names down. Then I walk over to the gold bench and I say the same thing. I go, hey, because sometimes these uh, staff members change, you know, G League. Players come and go, coaches come and go. I go, can you, okay, so I'm writing it down, and then all of a sudden, as I'm writing, I go, okay, uh, B, G, okay, yeah, I got it, all right, thanks. And then I notice the guy who I'm um, talking to and getting the spelling of these coaches' names, he's no longer looking at me, and his back is to me. And I, I notice the entire venue is quiet, and I am standing and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And I look and everyone's looking at the flag and the anthem singer is standing there waiting for me to introduce her. I'm completely flat-footed. I'm 20 feet away from my microphone where I have to introduce this person. And I'm like, oh my God, they're getting ready to do the anthem. Game's getting ready to begin and I am nowhere to be found because I'm writing down these fucking names. Jesus shit. Oh, that was rough. That's never happened before. Uh, I wander over as quickly as I can, put on the headsets, key the mic. Oh, God. Introduced. It was, I was, I was stumbling and bumbling throughout the whole thing. It was, it was all. So I have, um, now we just got a, uh, a new guy there who is going to, who I, I was telling you about this, um, guy that, uh, Phil, the new game ops guy. I told you that story yesterday about how I was so happy that he's that we acquired him for this position. So this shit never happens. Um, the, uh, he he is gonna he would never allow what ha- what I just described to you to happen. Okay, so that makes me feel pretty good. So until he actually starts when, and I don't know when that is a couple couple games or something like that. I'm gonna make sure I get there early enough. To have this all taken care of. Oh my God. Jeez, was that awkward. Uh, but other than that, everything went uh, went good. Went well, I guess. Uh, had a good time. You should all go to those games. They are great. Well, how they were great when they were at the Deltaplex. The facility was a shithole. But, um, my God, it... Uh, uh, other than that, it was just fantastic. I just, um, I just 
what's crazy is um, I, I, I'm sitting here right now, and I just gave you an in-depth bit of coverage of how the night went, including when I was describing how the gold scored 60 points in the first half and then scored 35 in the second half. And I even said they were up by 21 points at the half, and they ended up losing by 10, but they could really easily have lost by 25. Um, and I, I said all those things. And despite that, Ben Weller says, did the gold win? What are you doing? God, what the hell is wrong with you? I just said that. Ugh. No more questions from you. Unbelievable. Um, hey, I just uh, recently, t- speaking of going to things, um, Waylon is going to be at the intersection. The band Waylon is going to be at the intersection on Black Friday for the annual Waylon Black Friday show. Uh, Waylon actually is getting some uh, promotional support from iHeartRadio station B93, which is sweet. Um, and so I cannot wait for this because I've got a hockey on black Friday. And then right after the game, I go across the street to the intersection and welcome the band on stage for all of you. And, and I just found out that if you go to this concert, uh, let's see, Alyssa, who's the manager of the band, we really want to make this special for your listeners, Eric. Uh, this is what we're thinking. If your audience members buy tickets for the Whalen Black Friday show at the intersection, we want to do a VIP upgrade where they are invited to the private sound check performance, meet and greet and photo op with the band. You have such an amazing, dedicated fan base. We want to uh, do this to give away uh, three of these to three couples. They enter to win by sending you a photo of their purchase ticket by Friday, November 18th. So you have a week and then we'll announce them on the podcast. You can announce them on the podcast. This is sweet. So the concert happens on black Friday, Waylon at the intersection. I will be there. The queen of the forest will be there and you will be there. And this is spectacular. If you haven't yet seen a Wayland concert, this is a sight to behold. So I would like to have an Eric Zane show podcast listener party at the concert with all of you. Okay. So all you have to do is go to uh, section.com. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, the intersection website. Is it section.com? Isn't that what it is? Uh, I'm screwing this up already. The intersection. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Sectionlive.com. Um, celebrating 50 years. Oh, my God. All right. So, um, and then you just scroll down on the shows and they've got a ton of shows coming. Oh my God. Look at that. Free Bear and Odd Wings, Wednesday, November 23rd. All four members of the show for now 
how much are they charging? $25 in advance, $35 day of show, $35 VIP limited availability. All right. There you go. Uh, there it is. There it is. In fact, let me share this with you so you can see it. Hey, welcome into the Free Beer and Howling Show. Let's go around the room. Um, I did check out their show the other day, and um, since St. Gaslight is still not there, and God knows if he'll ever be back, God knows if they'll ever say anything about this ever again. I have no idea. But um, they're trying so hard. They're, I mean, they're really, really pressing my own opinion of how they're presenting the show. They're pressing hard to be funny and engaging. And you have a point in their careers when they won't talk about a lot of the things that the world talks about today because of fear of offending or whatever, you know, politics, uh, whatever. Um, so they, they're struggling to come up with actually interesting things to talk about. So man, are they pushing hard trying to make, um, uh, lemonade out of lemons and I can feel it. It's, incredibly awkward there was a deep discussion about the virtues of the department store target and half of the room were fans of cole's department store and the other half of the room were fans of uh, are fans of target so they had this a uh, fake fight where team target and team cole's and it was like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, shit. Really rough. I mean, just dull. Insanely fucking dull. And this is wash, rinse, repeat. It's like 15-minute discussions about shit like this. All right, we'll take a break and come back with more boring shit. I mean, it fucking sucks. And I'm not saying that because, hey, I'm a cock. I am. But it really is. It's boring as fucking shit. God damn. How the hell? All right. Anyway, Waylon. With Brendan Monroe and Prior Noon, all ages, pre-sale. Uh, but that, well, that's, all right. that's well past. 15 bucks in advance, $20 day of show. That That is crazy that a Whalen show is a lot less than a Free Beer and Hot Wings live show. All right. Friday, November 25th. Uh, there you go. Buy tickets at sectionlive.com. Once you prove, once you get the ticket purchase, whether it be online or you actually have a hard copy ticket, I don't give a shit. Just send me, uh, and you can do it via text if you have my phone number. You can send it email, whatever the fuck. I don't care. Just prove to me that you have purchased the tickets, and then you will be in the drawing for the VIP treatment with Waylon on Friday, November 25th. But this has to be done by the 18th. 
So you have one week, my friends. You can get an upgrade where you're invited to the private sound check performance, meet and greet the band. You're going to love the band and a photo op with them. So that's all. If you buy a ticket, go to the show, send me proof, and you're in the drawing. That's it. How sweet is that? You'll hang out with me. You'll hang out with the band. It's going to be awesome. Thank you to them for um, for letting me do that. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people send me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You got to try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. All right. LJ Guy 2004 says, nobody cares about Waylon, the show or the town. Well, that's fucking mean. Uh, that's right. It's time to unleash the ban hammer. LJ Guy 2004, why don't you sit for 10 minutes and think about what you've done, fuckface. Ryan says, let's go around the radio dial. Kenny's going to go, no! And then I'm going to ban him. This is cool. Joe Morin in the house. Haven't seen you in forever. I don't know what this is, but I like this. 48 degrees in Grand Rapids right now, 50 degrees in Holland, 50 also in Muskegon. That's your news lady. Who the fuck would listen to me? Wow, great big sound. Found favorite? Christmas original songs that you're going to be able to enjoy as you prepare for Christmas. Uh, you can find out more details, ticket information at wcsg.org. Search the keyword Christmas. Right now, let's check in on the roads. WCSG Skyview Traffic with Kevin Richards. Hey. Oh, my God. 
is this? I, I recognize this. Is that Don Henley? Yes, there it is. I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. Stress point is you freaking out on everybody. You gotta stop. Oh, this is this hey, chick. Forrest, I don't know if any of you have to you. You have no, that can't voice. Fucking her nose. Her name's Laura. Thank you. I, no, go I've ahead. Been that. Okay. No, He's no, like, thank I'm you. Aware. I've been told Good. that. I, I want Forrest to call back again because I don't think we've talked to you, or at least I don't remember, but I'm also afraid he'll take my job. That voice is amazing. No, Forrest, if you want Joe's job anytime. Classic Rock 97 LAV. Oh my god! industry expert, I don't know their name or what their credentials were, so they might be a crackpot, but it was on a legit source, said he expects premium streaming services, like the biggies, to be $50 a month. The best place to plan for the day ahead. Alright, that's it. Now that I was worth trying. Some of you enjoying the live stream may have had that muted. Uh, in fact, speaking of live stream, I'm going to kick some of you out. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Enough. Enough. I've had it with you. You must now leave. If you want the full show, you got to get it at um, twitch.tv 
slash Eric Zane Live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. As always, you can download the audio podcast shortly after it finishes every single day. I take the audio and put it up on all of the uh, podcasting platforms. Go ahead and download it to your heart's content. All right. Uh, so there you go. You can always reach me via email, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. Uh, now is the time for open enrollment at healthcare.gov. All right. Um, what else did I have for you? Okay, something that I'm forgetting. I just, you ever do that? You feel like you're forgetting something? I don't know. Aram writes, the group formerly known as Zaniacs might have to go back to listening to Free Beer and Hot Wings now that they're running out of podcasts. Yeah, the uh, uh, the death of, um, what is the show called? The Boomer Bunker. The Boomer Bunker's dead. There's some rumors that it's coming back, but uh, uh, the, the group formerly known as Zaniacs are actually saying no. That the the show is actually done, kaput. I saw that Dean the Retard, or Dean the Memard, sorry, Dean the Memard and Lonely Nick posted that um, they have, that that's not true, that they've actually ended it. That there was all sorts of bad blood uh, between the audience and Bob, or not Bob, but John. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know why that would. I think the group formerly known as Zaniacs turned on John. Poor John Jamingo just wanted to uh, take a little time off because he was feeling a little burnt out. And the group formerly known as Zaniacs turned on him over that. And so now that that all happened. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, Ben says, what is the Boomer Bunker show? I've never heard. It's horrible. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, John's a nice guy, but that show is one of the worst things I've ever listened to. If you're into old fucks, uh, spewing out bullshit conspiracy theories and making everything up and, uh, extreme right wing proud boys love Trump and don't like black people. That's the Boomer Bunker, also known as the Bigot Bunker. Okay, that's that's what that's what this show is. Uh, Aram says, "Are they going to go to John's house to confront him?" I I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, those are crazy fucking idiots uh, that that kind of uh, destroy shows and then they move on to the next one. I am guessing that they're now going to uh, go over to that old man show. What's that one called? There's an old man who um, uh, uh, tread softly or tread lightly or something like that. So wobbly. They're going to go over to that guy's house and his show now and destroy that one too. These fucking sons of bitches. What they do is they is they um they they take ownership 
of the show and become entitled and then just start assuming that they're like part of it. That's what they did to me. And, oh, it just fucks with you. It is not good. And the next thing you know, they're they're uh, building this narrative about you and they're harassing you. I, I've had to live this. It is not fun. Thank God they're gone. Stupid bastards. Holy shit. Okay. November 9th and 10th is celebrated uh, around. No, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Before I get to that, I want to talk about this. Uh, there's a player for the Motor City Cruise basketball team named Ryan Terrell. Uh, he is uh, 23 years old. He's from California. He's six foot seven. He is the first Orthodox Jew basketball player, professional basketball player. And he plays the game with a yarmulke on his head. You know, uh, our, our Jewish uh, sisters and brothers, uh, depending on the level of Jew intensity, uh, they will wear a yarmulke uh, to, you are not supposed to show uh, the top of your head to God if I understand this correctly. And uh, so when he plays, he has the yarmulke on. And it's a marvel how he does it too because there's no chin strap. So his hair is long too. So maybe he pins it to his actual hair. Um, all right, here he, uh, here he is. This is him. Look at him. He's like, he's all happy. He went to, uh, uh, Yeshiva university. Very, very cool. Hold on a second here. I got to ban somebody. I don't know who this is. Pardon. Sometimes trolls come in here and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Jesus. Okay. Sorry. Distracted. Um, so in uh, he, he averaged 27 points a game in the skyline conference, Yeshiva university, uh, like I said, and then, so he gets uh, picked up, uh, uh, by the grand Rapids gold, uh, uh, first round of the 2022 NBA G league draft. This dude is a real deal. But I think he had the yips last night in front of all these, in front of the fans because he sucked. He couldn't hit the side of the fucking, he couldn't hit the side of a barn. It was terrible. Like he, I think he, uh, I would have had a better chance to get it near the rim if I would have kicked it towards there from the three point line. I think he was quite nervous, but the dude was awesome when he played. So, um, and I was just reading about the guy. Ryan is a religious Orthodox Jew, keeps kosher, and observes the Jewish Sabbath. Now, sundown tonight on Fridays, that begins the Sabbath. And then it ends at sundown on Saturday. In that period of time, we all know this from the Big Lebowski. Walter would not roll on the Sabbath. You are not supposed, if you are an observing Orthodox Jew... You don't do that. Our good pal, Saul. In fact, I just texted Saul and I go, Hey buddy, I got hockey tickets for tonight. And, uh, Saul is, uh, uh, I mean, there, nothing gets in the way of his religion. Uh, Saul, do you want the tickets for tomorrow? They just became available. And you know, Saul's dad is, uh, is the, um, is the rabbi, rabbi Dave. 
Uh, he said, that's very nice of you, but tomorrow is the Sabbath, Eric. As I've reminded you before, Saul always like, he puts me in my place. And we have a very special weekend at the synagogue. We're having, and then he always gets super detailed. We're having a guest performer, Eric, who will do a series of concerts and lectures throughout the weekend. Thank you anyway. So enjoy that, Saul. But, you know, but this guy here, I bring this up because he does not observe the Sabbath. And I'm like, how the fuck can you not? Saul doesn't wear a yarmulke and he observes the Sabbath. You wear a yarmulke and you're not observing the Sabbath. Walter does not roll on the Sabbath. Saul does not go to hockey games on the Sabbath. They don't wear yarmulkes. You wear a yarmulke. I would think that you would, in fact, observe the Jewish Sabbath. And this guy, it says he does not. Uh, He said, and the reason why I say that is because it says he observes the Jewish Sabbath, but he doesn't because he plays basketball on the Sabbath. It says that he walks to games, he walks to and from the game, but in fact uh, does play on the Sabbath. Well, that's not observing the Sabbath, right? He said if he were to play in the NBA, he would play on the Sabbath, but would walk to games and practices scheduled for the Sabbath. I don't know if he can do that. I mean, for me, if I was in charge of who has to observe the Sabbath, I would, in fact, give him a pass. But it sounds to me like he's moving the goalposts on Judaism there. And I wonder if uh, Sam the Jew is even, uh, is he, uh, Sam says, I wear a hat in lieu of a yarmulke. Okay, so it, is that okay? I I'm getting a lot of mixed Jew rules here because, um, I, what, how can you just put on a fucking, uh, baseball hat instead of a yarmulke? Why don't you wear the yarmulke? Did you change the rules yourself? I don't know if that's okay. So does that mean when I visit Lakewood, New Jersey, the Orthodox Jew community, uh, I can uh, I can uh, uh, tap one of the local Jews on the shoulder and say, hey, dude, you don't need this yarmulke. Sam the Jew says you can wear a baseball hat. That's interesting to me. Sounds to me like you're kind of bending the rules. Uh, Chris says, what about one of those uh, Guy Fieri uh, wig hats? Can you Can you put one of those on? Uh, Corey says, I think the rule is you can't show the top of your head to God. Well, yeah, I understand that. But if Sam, okay, Sam's, uh, or, uh, yeah, Sam, the Jew is, is full of shit because I'll tell you this. If he were to go to the to temple, um, and walk into the synagogue and everybody's got a yarmulke, is that, does that tell me you're going to be wearing a baseball hat while everybody else is wearing a yarmulke? So in that case, I mean, what's what's the story here? Do you even have a yarmulke? I don't know, man. 
Sounds to me like if there's a, there's a set of rules and you either follow it or you don't. Okay. Because you know, there are rules in place with the Catholic church and that's it. And then I'm either going to follow the rules or I'm going to break the rules. There's not bending of the rules. You know, if I am, uh, if, if on Friday during Lent, I make up an excuse to go eat a burger. I can't like bend the rules and just make up a convenient excuse as to why I'm not following the rule. I'm just going to go break the rule, you know? So I don't know. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But this guy will play basketball on the Sabbath if he's in the NBA. So does that mean... G League, no, you're not important enough for me to play in the NBA. Uh, According to this, Ryan Terrell, he, uh, as he has played over the years, he has heard anti-Semitic slurs in the basketball court, and that is terrible, while playing both in high school and in college. He practices from the NBA three-point line, shooting daily until... He sinks at least 300 three-point shots. Wow. Well, I don't know. I He must. It sounds like he's got a, a great level of skill. I'm guessing he was extremely nervous and had the yips last night. All right. Speaking of all things Jewish, um, I titled this podcast uh, Crystal Knock and KFC. And I think I'm saying that right. If I am uh, mispronouncing Crystal Knock, Sam, please write it out phonetically for me. And November 9 and 10 throughout the world is recognized um, as the observance of the night of broken gl- night of broken glass or Crystal Knock. Uh, a lot of people say that uh, this observance is the beginning of the Holocaust. And uh, November 9th and 10th, 1938 is when this took place. And I forget the exact reasons why this all started. There was a retaliatory shooting of some German bigwig by a young Jewish man. Um, and... Let's see. There was a lot of uh, anti-Jewish uh, sentiment, sentiment and uh, and and uh, uh, anti-German uh, sentiment by the Jews. Obviously, it was kind of like a powder keg getting getting ready to explode. On uh, the morning of November seventh, nineteen thirty-eight, Herschel Grinspan purchased a revolver and a box of bullets went to the German embassy and asked to see an embassy official after he was taken to the office of Nazi deployment. Ernst vom Roth. I'm sorry. Ernst Ernst vom Roth. Uh, a Grinspan fired five bullets at vom Roth, two of which hit him in the abdomen. Vom Roth was a professional diplomat with the foreign office who expressed anti-Nazi sympathies largely based on the Nazis' treatment of the Jews and was under Gestapo investigations for being politically unreliable. Uh, Grinspan made no attempt to escape the French police and freely confessed to the shooting. Uh, 
He carried a postcard to his parents with the message, may God forgive me, I must protest so that the whole world hears my protest and that I will do. It is widely assumed that the assassination was politically motivated. Um, but either way, you had a Jew killing a German. The next day, the German government retaliated, barring Jewish children from German state elementary schools and definitely suspending Jewish cultural activities and putting a halt to the publication of Jewish newspapers and magazines. And that led to, after uh, uh, Ernst von Roth died, to Kristallnacht, where uh, the SS, the Nazi parties, paramilitary forces, along with participation from those assholes known as the Hitler Youth, and German civilians decided to trash the Jewish business district and uh, a lot of the home fronts and apartments and broke all the glass. Uh, rioters destroyed the synagogues throughout Germany, Austria, and, 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 and further, farther places out. Over 7,000 businesses, Jewish businesses were damaged or destroyed. Uh, there's at first they said about 90 deaths, but then upon further looking into it, hundreds of Jews were killed in this. And this, uh, led to 30,000 Jewish men arrested and incarcerated in concentration camps over this incident. This was most people say the start of the Holocaust. Holy fuck. The night of broken glass. So I'm guessing that. Um, you, they, the Jews look back on this and it's like, this is a horrible thing. This is a, this is the beginning of, of, uh, the Holocaust where, uh, uh, 6 million plus, uh, European Jews were killed, uh, throughout, uh, throughout, uh, Germany and Poland and, and Romania and Hungary all throughout the area. My God, why the hell am I bringing this up to you? Well, KFC announced KFC pushed out a tweet on social media and it said it's Memorial Day for Crystal Knock. Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken now at KFC KF Cheese. Come get a chicken sandwich in memory of the beginning of the Holocaust? What? The beginning of the the most unbelievable largest genocide known to man? Where six million plus Jews and other uh, ethnic cleansing took place? How does this even happen? KFC is blaming it, I think, on artificial intelligence. And, you know, I, nowadays, I think you can actually get away with that. And, and But I don't believe that. I believe it was just some dumb fuck who just said, hey, I have an idea. And, you know, it might be crazy, but crazy like a fox. Because nowadays, all you got to do is... Fire one of these tweets off, and then you see everybody get offended, and you immediately apologize, blame AI, and boom. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is talking about the new KFC crispy cheese chicken, whatever the fuck. That is now, which does sound delicious, okay? 
KFC apologized this week for sending the mobile app alert telling German customers to treat yourself on Crystal Knock. Wow. <clears throat> KFC said the notification contained, quote, an obviously unplanned, insensitive, and unacceptable message. Now, that is a perfect turnaround. Seven, eight words saying how horrible it is. And the person who sent that tweet out, apologizing, it's probably the same person who sent out the celebrate crystal knock with the chicken sandwich tweet. We understand and respect the gravity and history of this day and remain committed to equity, inclusion, and belonging for all, KFC said in a statement. Now, that is, I I believe that, but that's not honest. What they should say is, if they wanted to be honest, uh, we wanted to get some backlash to really bring out the publicity for the tender cheese on the crispy, more tender cheese on the crispy chicken sandwich. So we intentionally posted a insensitive tweet knowing everyone would lose their shit. Or you can blame it on, on like a, on anybody, you know, uh, who cares if you, you can make up someone's name, you can create a person and say they did it and they've been fired. The fried chicken chain said that it uses a bot linked to national observances observances to create notifications for its mobile app. Well, I would think that that would be fairly easy to track down if you go and look at all the other major um, or any type of, um, you know, observances for any um, historical culture. And if you've seen those in the past, then maybe that is true. Or then, they, But then they can just say, well, you may not have seen that in the past because we just started using the bot. The bot's doing all the heavy lifting. The bot's working for us. Come on. <laughs> I would love to be in the KFC boardroom when they're having the daily meeting with all the rich bigwigs and some nerd comes running and says, oh, my God, the bot just pushed out a notification to treat yourself on crystal knock ah! oh my god uh the chain kfc said that the chain's internal review process wasn't followed properly resulting in the alert going out to customers it added that it has suspended app communications to make sure the mistake doesn't happen again okay it cost them zero dollars to do this uh, they apologized and people are going to buy so many of these things just, uh, because it's just been out there. No one's going to respond negatively and hell, this is a push notification just to the customer base in Germany and it went all the way around the world twice. This is fantastic. I'm telling you, there is no such thing as bad publicity. That's like when I got my letter over my shoulder. Okay, with my little uh, uh, legal issue, my cease and desist. I was like, yes, yes, fuck yes. Oh, my God. 
Downloads went through the roof. Nothing better than publicity. My dear friend over at Harbor Humane, Allison. Sad publicity. Box of puppies on a cold, windy, rainy night. Thank God the puppies survive. But that's there's going to be a lot of dogs adopted because of box of puppies. Nothing bad comes from that. Puppies live, thank God. You can't go wrong with publicity. Whoever at KFC did this needs it. it well, they won't publicize it, but they're going to shake whoever did its hand and say, this is a good move to publicize Crystal Knock with the new cheesy chicken. My God. And you have lately, there's been a lot of, um, everybody's super sensitive because a lot of famous people have started to hate Jewish people. Kanye West hates Jewish people. Um, Kyrie Irving, all the shit that asshole did. I mean, people have been just, it's been, um, have been just taking aim and dogging our beloved Jew friends. And I don't like that at all. What the fuck did they do? Assholes. And it says it right here. Recent anti-Semitic comments from rapper Ye. And it always says, formerly known as Kanye West. And NBA player Kyrie Irving have added to concerns about rising hate. You see, though, the world is stupid. All you have to do is have prominent people say anything negative about a culture religion, group of people, and then shit's going to turn sour for them. It's so not fair, you dumb fucks. Uh, of course, in response to Ye's comments, Adidas severed ties with the rapper and Gap pulled Yeezy items from its stores. Nike co-founder Phil Knight told CNBC the company's relationship with Kyrie Irving is likely finished. So that's good. That needs to happen more so that these dumb fucks We'll lay off our beloved uh, Jewish friends. Okay? Enough! They've been through enough! All right. Jesse says, what was the C and D for? Oh, Chris spells it out. He says, talking about some random Joe. Uh... Sam the Jew writes, maybe us Jews should go burn down some urban areas and steal some Jordans. You know, uh, two wrongs don't make a right, Sam the Jew. And uh, you may be one of our beloved Jews, but uh, you better watch your watch your back there with those cracks. What the fuck is wrong with you? He says, joking, clearly we are better than that. I know that. Go out and love a Jew today. That's what I'm telling you. A lot of Jew talk on the show today. That KFC thing, I cannot believe that. What balls. And I still don't believe that that was a bot. That was on purpose. So, yes, it worked. Today I'm going to KFC. And get in a cheesy chicken. That sounds delicious. All right. But what a bunch of bullshit. I still think KFC is better than Chick-fil-A though. 
because KFC, they do the Jew thing and then they apologize. And then they take, you know, they're, they're, they're having their cake and eating it too. But Chick-fil-A is still like, uh, it's all that anti-gay shit. I don't go for the anti-gay shit, you know? So I actually have personally boycotted Chick-fil-A. I had um, a bottle of that Chick-fil-A sauce in my fridge. And we had some gays over my house recently. This is a true story, swear to God. And uh, I made my crispy chicken sandwiches, which are better than all of these stupid companies, these chain restaurants that I've talked about in this show. And so then Diana's getting out the condiments. And uh, she busts out the Chick-fil-A sauce. And I go, what are you doing? I go, I forgot all about that. I go, you need to, th-. and I, I, I actually I sent her a text. I go, throw that Chick-fil-A shit out. She's like, why? It's awesome. I go, Chick-fil-A hates the gays. And we've got a house full of gays here. You don't want to be. They're going to look at us like we're fucking idiots. We can't be fully supportive of the gays and have Chick-fil-A sauce here, dumb fuck. Throw that in the garbage. And so she made a big deal about it. She walked up. She goes, oh, where'd we get this? And and she like throws it away. You didn't have to make this production of it. No one even saw it. Okay. My uh, Patreon is pro-Jew and pro-gay. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. 11 shows each week, most weeks. Only nine this week because I'm missing out on Ben and Eric and who are these Zanes because Ben and I's schedule do not align. But I put out a lot of material on my Patreon. Undersell, underprice, over-deliver. That's my motto. Underprice, over-deliver. Five and ten bucks a month. Five bucks a month is all the audio. Ten bucks a month month is all the audio, the video, and the live streams. You pick. Those are the minimum prices. However, they even go lower because if you like it after one month, I mean, if you try it for a month just to see how it is, and then you like it, you can convert it to a yearly, and I will take 10% off of your subscription, but you got to pay it all up front. So what is 60 bucks for all audio for a year is now 54. And what is uh, 120 is now 108. And um, unlike my uh, uh, counterparts on Free Beer and Hot Wings, so I was looking on the Reddit page, I think the Free Beer and Hot Wings audience is so disenfranchised Because, first of all, if you sign up for like a month on mine and then you cancel it, you get the rest of the month. Or if you sign up for a year and you cancel it, you get the rest of the year. It just doesn't renew um, when it hits the one-year anniversary or one-month anniversary of when you signed up. But those fucking morons at Free Beer and Hot Wings, you can sign up. Okay, let's just say this. Hypothetical scenario. You're a listener to their show and you sign up for a year to be a fancy idiot member. I don't know how much it costs. I don't a hundred bucks. And then let's say there is a hypothetical alleged scenario where one of the show members beats the shit out of a chick. Allegedly hypothetical scenario, not real could happen, but probably hasn't because we don't know anything. And then you get frustrated and cancel because you don't want to be sidled up with that shit. 
You don't get the rest of the year, though you've paid for it. You pay for a whole fucking year and they, ah, fuck you. What the fuck? What are you idiots doing over there? Fuck me. Jesus. Anyway, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Don't spend your money with them. Spend it with me. Uh, all right. Meanwhile, thank you to my friends at My Policy Shop Insurance. If you are self-employed or your boss does not offer health insurance for a hardworking employee like you for some reason, or you recently lost your job, <coughs> you need to uh, get your health insurance from healthcare.gov. And that process takes a little while. You got to fill out this uh, long-winded form and uh, uh, it, it's quite easy to fuck up like I did in year one. Call upon Frank Fuss to help you out with all of this. Uh, reach out to Frank, 616-914-4070. He's going to text you back and say, I can't wait to talk with you. Go to this link and fill out the form. That's like the appointment form. And you'd basically just schedule it. You say, well, hot Thursday looks good to me. And then it gives you all the time options. That And then you can either do a Zoom, meet in person, go to his office. He comes to your house. You go to the coffee shop. He calls you on the phone. It's freaking sweet. And then there's a spot that says, how did you hear about me? Hit Zane. Now, this guy is a ball breaker. Not to you, to me. Hey, I haven't got any referrals from your audience in a while. I think I'm going to fire you. I mean, it's that intense. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? All I can do is tell you the same thing I tell everybody. When the message meets the need that's all i can do i try if it works it doesn't if it does great i hey so if you fit this description right now is open enrollment until december 15th for healthcare.gov 616-914-4070 reach out to frank fuss from my policy shop insurance the best part what you're doing here no cost it's free. He makes his money from the insurance companies. Finally, an opportunity for you to get the health care that you deserve. Too many people don't even know how healthcare.gov works. And they just assume, well, I can't afford insurance. Bullshit. Yes, you can. What are you doing? My God. Get insured today. And I'm not kidding you. You can get insured today. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan and Social Security Guru. So if you or someone you know or love is getting ready to take advantage of those entitlements that um, are set up for you, and you should, uh, reach out to Frank and he'll help you every step of the way. Rick from TC Paintball is in Florida right now. That's why I cannot talk to him today. Uh, not only is he in Florida, he is uh, uh, on lockdown because a hurricane just blew, blew through. Hurricane Nicole, which as far as hurricanes go, not the biggest hurricane. But they're still recovering from Ian, especially like in some of these areas where Ian hit and then the, the surge from Ian eroded the dune to nothing. The dune protects the homes on the other side of the dune. Now there's no dune from Ian and they haven't had time to replace the dune. So the storm surge from Nicole, it goes right after uh, the foundation of the expensive homes. So basically... 
roads washed out, homes falling into the ocean from this one. That is an ugly setting. Oh, my God. And then Rick said, I can't do it, man. Uh, we, we got no power. Hurricane. Holy shit. Anyway, I uh, hope he's okay. Uh, but tcpaintballgr.com. That's where you go when it comes to booking a paintball event for you, your pals, bachelor party, uh, neighborhood kids. You want to do something with uh, the dad kid crew? How about that? You know, uh, dad kid crew on a weekend. Do something fun with your kid and the neighborhood kids, your bro friends. It's awesome. TC Paintball. An amazingly fun attraction here in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. A paintball experience like none other. You might be able to play outside for a little while longer. It's starting to get cold here in West Michigan. Um, Like consistently. Today, in fact. Uh, But they also have the indoor facility too. TCPaintballGR.com And then, of course, you have uh, comedy this weekend. Kevin Nealon is in town. If you want to go see Kevin Nealon, fullhousecomedy.com. Do you have anyone like this in your life who um, you reach out to and you, they like don't even respond? And you have to assume then that when they don't respond, that means no. You know who does that? Big Dick Donnie Veltman. Because I'm constantly sending him text messages from full house comedy saying, Hey, uh, any of the uh, comedians want to do any, uh, interviews, publicity for upcoming shows. And I send him that all the time. And he doesn't even write back. Fuck you or no, he just doesn't respond. And then I sent him the one, uh, when, when Rappaport was in town and he finally, he finally, yeah, that one worked out. But then I'm like, Hey, Tuesday, 8.42. Is Kevin Nealon doing publicity? No response. Yesterday, no pub for Kevin Nealon? Question mark. Can you please write anything? Can you write, how long does it take to write, go fuck yourself and send it? To me, actually getting the text, go fuck yourself, is less offensive than nothing. Because at least when it says, go fuck yourself, They feel like, hey, I want to make sure that you get the message. No response is basically saying you aren't worth the time to write, go fuck yourself. It's so fucking insulting. If I've ever done that to you, please let me know. (laughs) And then I will tell you. All right. Anyway. Kurt Cobain's guitar is up for auction. All right. Kyle says, hey, Zane, go fuck yourself. Love the show. Stevie says, you have done that to me, LOL. Yeah, but not when you've asked for something. Kenny's the same way. You're not asking me for something. You're basically just complaining about shit. Uh, Kenny, Kenny would be complaining about something. Stevie would be sending me a link that maybe I don't respond to, but you're not asking me for anything. Um, so it's a little different. This is a professional relationship 
And besides, Kenny, you're a fuck face. And you've been asking for it all show. So enjoy 10 minutes, you fucking whiny prick. There you go. Take that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you, I, I've been watching you the whole show. It's, it's been nonstop. It's ridiculous, frankly. And I, it just felt like the right thing to do. I wanted to give everybody a break. You know, sometimes it just, there doesn't have to be a reason. It just, you look like you deserve it. That's, that's what it boils down to. You, you have put yourself out there so much and are so deserving of it every single time. It's fantastic. It actually warms my heart when I see that you have to sit quietly for 10 minutes. Florida man, 814 says the hookworm won this round. Don't eat the bananas. <laughs> God, that was so stupid. What the fuck is wrong with you? All right, where was I? Um, Kurt Cobain's guitar is up for auction. I, I would just like to say this. People who buy this stuff, um, not to flip it and sell it themselves, because people do do that shit. They buy something, and then they flip it, and they sell it themselves. But other people just buy this stuff. Hang on a second here. Other people buy this stuff and they put it on display in their home, their rich guy home. And I, that is so something, that sounds like something that is so unappealing and something that I would ever want to do. I am so not a put shit on display guy. I don't need, I barely put pictures of my family on display. Um, I never think about what people will see when they come into my house, which is why people do that. You know, I've got this f- stupid fucking picture of the Eiffel tower above my fireplace. I have no interest in the Eiffel Tower at all. I don't give a shit. I am not, I don't, I don't like architecture. I don't have, I mean, it's, maybe I do. I, I, I don't even know why I bought the fucking thing. I was walking through a department store. We were buying some furniture and I go, you know, that, that, that right there would probably look pretty good. So there, there's like, there's no, most people when they hang shit up over their fireplace, there's some meaning behind it. And I don't know why I bought that fucking thing. It means nothing to me. In the room that the NFK watches TV, there's a, there's a picture of the Golden Dome of Notre Dame University. I hate Notre Dame. I've never, I've never gone there to see the Golden Dome. Nor have I ever rooted for the football team. Um, the Rudy, the, the movie Rudy sucks. I don't know why I have a picture of the Golden Dome from Notre Dame there in that room. No clue. 
I'm the wrong guy. And then I even have a, uh, a picture of a, uh, um, this old restaurant in San Francisco called the cliff house. And the picture shot in like 1905, everybody's on the beach wearing like full gowns and bonnets in San Francisco. Don't know why I bought it. It's a mystery. So when I hear about people buying shit and spend a lot of money on something like uh, Kurt Cobain's guitar and they put it on display, I mean, you hang that shit up. You guys, if you were to hang something fantastic, a uh, piece of rock memorabilia in your home, you better have other pieces of rock memorabilia in your home. You better make your the wall of your home look like a museum because if you got a picture of your mom and then uh, Notre Dame Golden Dome, the Eiffel Tower, and then in a glass case, Kurt Cobain's fucking guitar, I mean, you know, it's... It's not, it just doesn't work. There's no tying it in. You got, you'd have to have like, you know, a pile of John Bonham's fucking vomit. Uh, Jimi Hendrix used rubber, uh, uh, Keith Moon's ashes or some shit. You know, you really got to go big. If you're going to have a walking, uh, uh, rock and roll, uh, hall of fame memorabilia display going on there. You know what I mean? It's gotta be a reason for that. So you gotta be careful what you put in there. Anyway. Um, Kurt Cobain's guitar is being auctioned off, but it's not just any guitar. This is a guitar that he smashed. So it's all fucked up. And then it looks like he looked like, look like Cobain put this thing back together with duct tape. And then he wrote all over it. If it's illegal to rock and roll, then throw my ass in jail. Kurt wrote on it. And then he wrote Nirvana. And, uh, this looks like a, uh, some type of Fender guitar, I think. Yeah, 1973 fun, uh, Fender, almost said Fender, Fender Mustang guitar. Stage played, smashed, and signed by Kurt Cobain on display, Hard Rock Cafe, Times Square, November 8th, 2022. All the pickups are all fucked up. This thing, he, he really did a number on this. My God. How, how much do you think it would cost? Uh, it is expected to go between two hundred to four hundred thousand dollars. And you know what's interesting is he sucked at at playing guitar. You know, I mean, there isn't a song that he played that uh, didn't sound like shit. What a horrible band to have any type of uh, authentic memorabilia going for a, for a high amount of cash. Yeah, the only thing that got that made no, uh, the band Nirvana popular is the fact that they came out right at the tail end of all the hair bands. That was the first anti-hair band band that started grunge. And we were used to like, you know, Ugly Kid Joe and Cinderella and Motley Crue and Warrant and all those fuckstick bands. And we were just saturated with them. So when these three shitheads came out and just started to perform their garbage rock, uh, everybody loved it because it sounded different. Fuck, you could have actually have taken 
three guys who didn't really know how to play any music whatsoever. And it would have been a hit. Uh, Dave Grohl, Chris Novoselic, and, uh, and, and Kurt Cobain. I don't even think these guys knew how to play. And they just made a whole bunch of fucking noise and everybody went apeshit. Uh, Sam, the Jew just sent me, I guess he is a uh, connoisseur and a collector of guitars. Um, I see uh, a bass guitar. I see, uh, I see two basses. I see one that looks like, uh, uh, fuck, I got to share this shit with you. This is impressive. I don't even know how I can share this with you. Since, you know, Sam, the Jew has been talked about on the show today. Um, it would make sense if I showed off his damn guitars. I can't do it too much. It's going to slow me down too much. Um, is that a Les Paul? Looks like a Les Paul, uh, like a Les Paul gold top, perhaps. I think I see a uh, Fender Telecaster and a Fender Stratocaster. Unless that's one of those bullshit Squire copies. And the black, the black one with the white pick guard. Wait a minute. I don't know if, yes. I think you have two Telecasters, do you not? Anyway. Pretty impressive there, Sam. Sam says I would. He would display that shit. I like how in the picture, you've got eight guitars and then baby toys on the ground. I see the little baby piano and the baby bouncy thing that the kid sits in. That is sweet. So cool. Sam, do you remember when uh uh? Your lovely better half, Leah, would be would uh, show her face on the Zooms and Dean would leer at her. How weird was that? Oh, fuck. Boy, everybody plays guitar on this show. Adam Schwab has two Telecasters. One Fender, one Squire. Sam says, oh my God, what a creep. Uh, yeah, the story can be told now. Back when uh, Dean was um, uh, busy, you know, being an asshole and leering and being creepy and gross at everybody, he used to fucking creep out Sam's wife. <laughs> Sam would like show up on those Zooms or those Patreons we would do, and he'd like, hey, you can like see his hand feverishly working. Hey, where's your wife? Ugh. Fucking idiot. Uh, all right. Where was I? Um, <clears throat> this Cobain guitar is, uh, so yeah, I think that it would work in your, in your little guitar man cave there. This thing is going for 200 to $400,000. The guitar was actually smashed in Williamsport PA 1989. Um, you know, but as soon as they start to lose the crowd, Nirvana, when the audience starts to realize when their buzz is wearing off that the band actually sucks, then they just start breaking their shit. I've always thought the band sucked. In addition, 
glasses worn by John Lennon are estimated to sell for over $80,000. Now, that's sickening to me that, you know, actually an artist, a musician who's actually good and the iconic round glasses that John Lennon used to wear going for less than a broken, smashed guitar from a loser guitarist, a loser drug addict guitarist who couldn't even play um, and destroyed is going to go for that much more than the glasses. Uh, I see that Kenny has tried to circumvent the process by going under his sock account. That's going to get you. You have now earned another 10 minutes. You see, I don't know. You uh, consistently, consistently, somehow, despite trying to act, and that uh, since I saw you using the sock account, I'm now going to give you 10 more minutes on the Kenny and Nashville account just because you tried to circumvent the process. So you see how this goes. You keep breaking rules. And you keep getting 10 minutes. There's only 33 minutes left in the show. So let's see if we can go for another 10 minutes. You've got to quit breaking rules. You're the only one that's doing it. I don't know what your problem is. Uh, but, I mean, most people know how to play nicely in here. But you keep trying to do it on, on the Kenny rules. But there are no Kenny rules. There's only Eric rules in here. How many times do I have to make this clear to you? Holy cow. Quote, you sort of identified John Lennon as wearing those types of round granny glasses, as he called them himself, and their photo matched to a and their photo matched to a photograph taken by Ian McKellen. That's Gandalf and Magneto for the book The Lives of John Lennon. It comes with that book as well. Oh my god, now that would be a fine. That's the type of thing though, where if you buy the John Lennon glasses and you don't have like a rock room, you know, so it goes Eiffel Tower. Notre Dame, Golden Dome, John Lennon's glasses. No one's going to believe you if you got John Lennon's glasses. And if I ever got that thing, they would never wind up in a glass case on the wall anyway. They'd wind up in a fucking junk drawer. I'd spend $80,000 on the John Lennon glasses. And then three months later, you open up a drawer, you see stapler, uh, a lighter, uh, maybe a can, um, a thing that you keep the can cold, a koozie, a bunch of pens, gel pens, some pencils, pencil sharpener, pad of paper, John Lennon's glasses. That's how that would go. All right. Let me help your business. If you have a business and you want to put it in front of the, uh, the Eric Zane Show podcast audience, reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I'll tell you how it works. It's worked marvelously for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. First of all, let me say this. If you are a skilled technician, auto mechanic, uh, looking to um, take a step up with where you work, you're tired of working for the local grease monkey shop, you want to work at the best repair facility in all of West Michigan. They just doubled their size. They're adding employees. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Paid vacation, 401k, and the best coffee slash cappuccino slash hot cocoa maker in the industry. Work for a local, lady-owned, veteran-owned business. 
Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Okay? Also, if you want your vehicles repaired right the first time, take it to Irvine's. And that's E-R Vines, not I-R Vines. E-R Vines.com. Also, another great local business, A&E Heating and Cooling. Every year, you should have your furnace serviced, tuned up, cleaned, preventative, preventative maintenance, $79. Get that thing tuned up because if you don't, you run a greater risk of it breaking down and costing you a lot of money. And you also are probably running it at much less than peak efficiency. If it's running at peak efficiency, that is in fact, where it's using the least amount of fuel to heat your home, which means the least amount of cost. If you don't service it and it's dirty and filthy, it's running at 48% efficiency. It's a lot of wear and tear on your unit and it gets expensive to heat your home. Things constantly running. Take care of that by getting it tuned up. Just $79 in preventative maintenance from A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Once again, for the Kent County Health Department, their website is accesskent.com slash health. Okay. And uh, if you are in a spot where, hey, keeping food on the table is not the easiest thing in the world right now, see if you qualify for the WIC program. I know that's like, God, is is that really something I should do? Well, I mean, if you're having trouble getting food on the table, yeah, just do it. And no one needs to know. It's as simple as just calling, talking, getting the information out there. They'll see if you qualify. If you do, you get a card every month. And on that card, it's loaded up with things like bread, milk, cheese, meat, uh, formula for the little ones, and you don't have to pay for it. And as long as you qualify, you get to do that. You pay for this sort of thing uh, all your life with the taxes you pay. If you need it, use it. It's what it's there for. Uh, reach out to the Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com health. There's a phone number there. Call them. Still 28 minutes of show left. These two things I know. I'll probably ban Kenny again for 10 minutes, and I will take a pee because I'm doing that right now. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, Kyle Fade. Okay, ba 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 ba. I just saw a story that uh, caught my eye that I think I'm going to pivot and take a deep dive into. Do you say Rayin or Rain, Wilson? Rayin or Rain? I think it's rain. Uh, Dwight from the office. Uh, In fact, I just watched a TV show, six episodes, and then they renewed it on AMC called Dark Winds. Um, And Rayan, Rain Wilson is in it. Um, 
Rain has changed his name. He's introducing, you see, he's describing this as a cheap stunt. He's introduced himself as a new name on social media today, calling himself Rainfall Heat Wave Rising Sea Levels Wilson. He says it's an effort to raise awareness about climate change. Now, look. Um, that This is really stupid. This is really, really stupid. Everyone is already aware of climate change. You're either aware of it and you believe it, or you are aware of it and you don't believe it. So now I am aware of it and I believe it. So if you say I'm doing this to make people aware, uh, you're not, uh, you're not doing anything. Everybody is already aware. So I don't know if, uh, I mean, come on now. Anyway, uh, I want to play the video of Rain Wilson. Audio check and video check. This is Rain Wilson, what he is doing right now. He is uh, he's joined with a group called Arctic Base Camp and bringing attention to the melting issue. Let's see what he has to say. Hi there, I'm Rain Wilson, or should I say Rain fall heat wave rising sea levels and we have to do something about it now wilson <laughs> sorry to get so dark so quick you see what happens in the arctic doesn't stay in the arctic as the polar caps melt it drives up risks throughout the world including mm -hmm. events mm -hmm. that affect all of us extreme weather events so as a cheap little stunt to help save planet earth i've changed my name on twitter instagram and even on my fancy writing paper Acid rain kills trees, Wilson. Because I'm an Arctic risk name changer, which is going to be a game changer. It's not. Just because you did this doesn't do anything. By the way, what's this behind him where it says Trump? <laughs> Our uh, mission at Arctic Base Camp is to raise awareness of the global risks of Arctic weather change. It's not just bad news for the Arctic, but for us too. So that's why I changed my name and you should too. To oh, fuck you. Dude, everybody knows this. Don't act like you, this is some breaking news. This isn't do anything. We are well past informing people of shit. Everybody knows that this is uh, thought the problem is getting people to believe it and you changing your fucking name isn't going to make people believe it. You just look like a fucking asshole and a hypocrite because unless you just sit there, your carbon footprint is probably massive. To help tell the world leaders and influencers that we need to act now. So I'm reaching out to you and lots of folks. In I always uh, laugh and people say, we have to do something. They don't ever give you an option of something you should actually do. They just say the obvious. Something needs to change. Yeah, no shit. In show business to change their names. 
We're going with our, uh, Cardi, the Arctic Bee melting. Jack Black, carbon is killing us. Yeah, this whole cheeky, snarky thing, if you, if you really wanted to, I mean, not that anything would work in convincing anyone, but I don't think sitting around being a smart-ass fucking yuck-yuck is going to do anything at all. Typhoons are increasing, Burrell. Amy Poehler bears are endangered. Harrison, why not drive an electric Ford? See, that's just stupid because everybody knows that if, if everybody drove an electric car, uh, it, it, it wouldn't help anything when it comes to pollution. And no one's even thinking about the lifespan of the batteries and what to do with the batteries when those are all done. God, there, there, there's so much wrong with this. Samuel, Earth's getting hot as L. Jackson. It's fun. It's free. Go to arcticrisk.org and make a fun little name change. This is during the COP27 conference in Egypt where world leaders are gathering to discuss climate. It's going up through and around Thanksgiving or so. This will be a fun and important change, something you can do. Yeah, this is going to do so much. Change your stupid name. What a dick. And um, Oh, sorry, I got to grab this. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Leonardo Di Polarice Caprios are melting. So I should I should grab this. I'm going to change my name to Rain Wilson. Fuck off. Thanks. Make a name. Raise awareness. Know the Arctic risks. There you go. This just happened. When I was taking a pee, I saw this. And I was like, green light. Let's talk about it now. Oh, Jesus. Ben writes, this is just so awkward. Jesse says, cheesy as fuck. Why are they using Zoom to discuss climate? Why do they have to all fly their carbon footprint keys uh, to go to Egypt? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, this is how I feel about this. Is the planet getting warmer? Of course. If there was a way to lower that or keep the planet from getting warmer, would I support that? Absolutely. Is anyone willing to do the things to make the carbon footprint smaller for all of us? No. No one's really interested in that because we have to move. The way society and the world is, we love stuff. We love stuff and we love moving. The only way that the world can go back in time and reduce carbon emissions and reduce greenhouse gases so that the temperature falls would be to stop moving and stop getting stuff. That's it. And until anyone says, I'm no longer going to move, you're just going to have to live with it. That's the way it's going to be. One day it's all just going to end. You can sit there and have all your meetings and change yourself to your, uh, and, and, and change your name till you're blue in the face. But until we stop, nothing's going to happen. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Brandis says, live with it until we all die. That's the thing. Everybody is is accepting of that. We we would rather just live it, use the planet until it's gone anymore. You know? We, we have no desire. It's not serious enough yet. Unless, you know, something bursts into flame spontaneously. If it gets so hot that some guy on TV just suddenly bursts into flames, then maybe that might happen. I'm just being real with you. I would love it if uh, we, we, we stopped moving and carbon emissions dropped way down. You know, I don't know about you, but did you remember when the pandemic, when everybody stopped moving and there was all sorts of like uh, 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 satellite views of like uh, pollution leaving populated areas? I felt good about that. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Oh my God, this is so great. The the planet is taking it uh, taking it back through the pandemic. How wonderful! Another great reason for the pandemic. No, no one said that. No one said the pandemic is bringing us good things. Uh, it's still bringing us bad things. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, this is all bullshit. No one's no one's willing to do anything. You're all they're willing to do. You see, Rain Wilson. He uh, he's probably getting paid a lot of money by that organization to do this, and they're probably making a lot of money too. You know. Um, and, and he, he finishes that and he's like, I've done my part. I have done something great. I have changed my name and I've said some stupid name puns. Thus, I am a helper. Ha ha ha. Shut up. How dumb. My God. If we ever got to a point where like, let's say in a couple weeks, there was just no more um, oil and we just couldn't get anywhere. There was no more. Uh, we can make no more fuel. That's a great way to, you know, by default, the, the carbon emissions are going to go way down because we no longer have um, anywhere to get you mean, any way to get anywhere. Yeah. It'll, it'll lower that way and we'll learn the hard way. And we're going to go back to fucking uh, horse and buggy, clean air, horse and buggy. Jesse writes electric vehicles rock. Yeah, I am not sold on those for one of many reasons. Multi-tiered as to my problems with electric vehicles. A, if everyone had one, we wouldn't be able to support all of that charging. Okay. B, to get the power from your home to your car... It's going to cause a lot of uh, coal-fired power plants to still spew out pollutants into the air. Hello? Uh, also, I don't think we have it perfected yet. I was just watching that video of that guy who had that truck, and he tried towing something, and his range went from 250 to 100 miles in like three seconds. I don't know about that. I think if you're getting to work and back, electric, all right, might be okay. I'm more of a hybrid person because it charges the battery uh, through the small motor and the brakes, but that's just me. Uh, and then you got, if you replace, I was uh, talking with a friend of mine who has, um, they had one of those um, new general motor, no, it was a Ford Lightning. And, uh, the battery replacement on a Ford Lightning after uh, the handful of years you get of life on that battery 
is like tens of thousands of dollars. Like more than $10,000 to replace the fucking battery. You know? Who the fuck's going to want to do that? Only a rich person could possibly do that. So that's why, I mean, it's it's never going to be affordable for anybody. And then those, the lithium ion battery is a real problem for the environment. So I don't know about that. I think electric vehicles, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, are a fad. I don't believe that in 10 years, um, it's going to be as a lot of people think it's going to be. I think we'll go back to the same old habits until there's no more uh, oil and the, or, or we're burning up. Uh, let's see. There was a comment that I saw that I wanted to read. <clears throat> Where was it? A lot of comment. Oh, uh, that will be a sad day. No more electricity either. No more Eric Zane show podcast. No more Eric Zane show podcast. Yeah. If we didn't have electricity, I wouldn't have my podcast. I don't know. Who knows? Well, at the end of the day, thank you rain for trying. The whole thing was stupid and you're a dumbass. That's what I feel. That was very, very dumb. Waste of time. Okay. Got a couple more stories that I want to get to. But I do have to uh, keep the lights on, so I do want to remind you that I am on Cameo. If you ever have someone who needs a good ball busting, uh, a good roast, hire me on Cameo. It costs you just 15 bucks. It might be $15.99. I think it's $15.99. I didn't charge it. I charged it at 15 I think Cameo raised the price. They said it's just too low. You're just too much of a loser. But, man, I put a lot of uh, effort into those, and uh, I have fun doing them. So if uh, you want somebody roasted, a friend of yours, maybe it's a wedding, maybe it's a bachelor party, maybe it's a birthday, maybe it's they achieved something or did something good, I can be as pleasant or as mean as you want me to be. You tell me. Hey, don't be so mean to this guy. He's a sensitive flower, Kenny. Uh, or, yeah, hey, be mean to this guy. He's a dumbass, Kenny. Uh, there you go. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, the local flooring installer that I want you to bang, whose door I want not, not bang. I don't want you to bang Jacob Bennett. I want you to bang on Jacob Bennett's door. My God. 616-318-0167. If you're having flooring put down in your home or you want flooring put down, hey, we need new flooring. This carpet sucks. Oh, my God. Have Jacob do it. Don't do it yourself. Some of you people think, hey, I can put this floor in. This uh, vinyl plank is easy. Don't do it. If you have not done this before, do not do it. You get one shot. Mom spaghetti. You fuck it up. It's going to be all jack, crooked, gaps. Looks like shit. Oh, no. 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. Uh, reach out to Jacob. He'll come to your house, measure the room, give you an estimate. He recommends you rip out the old flooring too and uh, do some of the heavy lifting yourself. <clears throat> That'll lower your cost. Thank you also to um, 
Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Uh, Jacob installs it. But where I want you to buy it is from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. That's where Kent, drop the E, at a U, works and runs the store. Now, this, if you are in West Michigan, is in that little downtown Granville area right behind the Little Caesars. It's actually as you enter that business district coming from the west towards the east. Little Caesars is on the north side of the street. It's right behind it. It's a beige, ugly building. It's a warehouse. You go in there, there's piles of flooring everywhere. Set up, stacked up, the best selling brands from the best manufacturers. Why is it par- uh, priced so cheap? How is that? Is it all? Is it screwed up? Is it broken? Does it suck? No. Since they have the warehouse, they buy everything in large quantities. And when you buy it that way, the manufacturers sell it to Darwin and Kent for much cheaper. Okay. Shipping costs are lower because they're buying so much of it. So that means they don't have to charge you so much. Then they just stack it up and let it sell. Nothing to it. Pile stays there for as long as it stays there. Then somebody comes and buys it. That's just down the street from the main showroom where, you know, you walk in, it's posh and nice. They'll give you an espresso, maybe a seltzer. You sit down with the professional. Oh, the room would look fantastic with this. And then they order the flooring for that store. But the discount outlet, it's just piled up. Two stores, one name, Johnson, Carpet, one, Floor and Home. Uh, the discount outlet is where I want you to go. And when you mention my name, you save 10%. Oh, my God. So it's already cheaper than anybody in the whole state. My name attached to it. And don't forget that you save an additional 10%. Okay. Batting last in the lineup today. My friends at Bosco's Pub. Get yourself a burger and a beer at Bosco's. That sounds good right now. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. Uh, Five days ago, uh, a few of you sent me a story that was so a non-story to me, I didn't even cover it. And a lot of people are like, wow, can you believe this? And I'm like, don't care. Not a story. And that was the story that Nick Cannon uh, had just announced the 11th child coming to town. Five days has passed, and there's also an announcement that number 12 is coming to town. <laughs> Okay, now I've had different uh, points of view on this and I've been like, what type of self-respecting woman would ever do this? You know what? Now I've turned. I now appreciate what is going on here. I love it. And um, we are witnessing something fantastic. This man's job is to populate the planet. Have you heard about the population crisis that most people, especially in the U.S., are just having two kids? Gone are the days when you see like five, six kids in the family. It does happen from time to time. 
But uh, most people will just do two nowadays. You got to get a boy, got to get a girl, and then that's it. Not do it anymore. Now, to me, it doesn't get exciting until you have three or more. Oops. I'm always a fan of seeing the guy at church. Catholic church, of course. Who's uh, hard and fast on all the rules of Catholicism. See, I'm a rule bender, you know. Uh, but what's that one guy's name? Uh, there's a guy at church. He's a he's a plumber. Shit, it doesn't matter. But yeah, you, know, you can see him coming a mile away. He's always got this look on his face, like he's exhausted, and uh, you know he's had the shit beat out of him. Because I think he's got like 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 eight eight kids, and it's all because. He doesn't uh, use a lot of these um, uh, died in the wool Catholics. They won't use any contraception whatsoever. So condoms are out. And um, the only time that they like to have sex is when the mom is not ovulating. Okay. So they, it takes a little math here. You got to look at the calendar and, and menstrual cycles and determine when the mom is ovulating and if she's viable to have a baby, you don't, you just don't have sex. Okay. And so a lot of times these Catholics, they won't even, uh, uh, yank it out and batch on a belly. Okay. Because that's like illegal. I'm not even kidding you. They do not mess with the process and if you do that's a real problem they're like ah hell so this is very complex so you see the guy come walking into mass he's got he looks like you know fuck just getting the kids shoes on is a is a three-hour project real ordeal and uh so he always looks like he's getting ready to you know kill the family and uh it's it's tough to watch but then if you stay with it long enough with that family, as these kids age and then leave the house, the guy's turning 50, 60, 70, um, you, you see his face, he gets younger. The, the lines in his face start to fade away. The hair that was gray starts to turn dark again. It's, it's, it's remarkable. And they have a rebirth because all of these assholes have left the house, thank God. But I digress. Canon five days after 11, baby number 11 is announced. This is not a joke. Number 12 has been announced. Uh, five days ago, we found out about 11, and now we're hearing about 12. In fact, let me do this is just a little slideshow of this on like um, uh, BuzzFeed. They describe it as, as I did, not a joke. And then uh, Nick Cannon is in the news again. Yep, he's having baby number 12. And you see the guy, he's always in a good mood. You you never see him not smiling. He's all, He always looks like he's very happy. Okay, and he's always with the prettiest women. Literally less than a week ago. Here he is. Look at how, how good he looks. He's, he's dressed up, big smile. Here he is at the Lakers game. He's got this thing on his head. That looks kind of fucked up, but he looks like he's having a good time, you know? 
Uh, five babies in one year for Nick. And that's how they describe it, too. One man mission to repopulate the world. Last week, Nick announced baby number 11 with Alyssa Scott. Look at her. Oh, my God. Now, as you know, she's way too young for me. And she looks way too pristine. Uh, Your old pal Eric is into much older women. But, I mean, this chick is, wow. She's as pretty as a picture. Alyssa posted a maternity shoot and also some pictures of them holding an ultrasound. Okay, so happy. And all these, every woman that he's with, they're never pissed off. They're always just so happy to be part of this. And the the announcement five days ago came just a month after baby number 10 with Brittany Bell. Uh, Earlier in this year, he had baby number eight with Brie Ticey and baby number nine with Lanisha Cole. Uh, But how did number 12 happen? I guess this is mom here. Abby De La Rosa already has two kids with Nick Cannon. And then the look, look at her. Look at that. Now that is incredible. Look at that gear she's wearing. This is, this is why these women do this. Okay. They get these awesome uh, baby bump photos. All of this is, this is the best. I, I think we, uh, that we need to stop judging him. Look at this one. Nick Cannon playing duck, duck goose with his kids. That's funny. <laughs> of course. Um, and they're talking about how 13 is probably Nick Cannon getting messages from all his kids on Father's Day. It says 128. All right. I am now Team Nick Cannon. Keep it going. Um, you're on to something fantastic. I hey, let's not judge him. Every like so Stevie over there saying gross. What what? Maybe his job is going to be having kids and taking care of the kids. You can, you can do that. He can create a reality show. That's maybe what he's doing. Maybe that's, maybe he knows exactly what he's doing. And then you can bring all of these women together in one big happy household. He's not married to any of them. He's not breaking any law. And uh, if he can turn this around to a viable money-making endeavor, and he can, um, let's just say, for the sake of this discussion, he's madly in love with all of these women. And they are in a giant uh, Branch Davidian-sized compound. Okay? And everyone's happy. It's like a joyous uh, utopia of moms, Nick, and all of these kids. Kenny says, Octo Moms of Nick Cannon. Wow. That is the first worthy thing you have said this week. Congratulations. After all the crying and the and the and the pissed off and the lashing out at people and motherfucking half the audience, that is the first thing you have said worthy of even any type of praise. Octo moms of Nick Cannon. Incredible. You are batting point zero 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 one. You got to start somewhere. I am happy. All right. So that's how I feel about Nick Cannon. Hold on a second. 
Daisy, what is going on? You all right? I think Daisy needs her anal glands suppressed, or not uh, suppressed, expressed. So someone has to go in and like massage it, and then like this bad smelling juice that smells like burnt rubber comes flying out of her ass. It's really rough. Okay. Um, on today's Patreon, problem uh, pro- <laughs> problems with the lottery. Some people are saying that the Powerball, Mega Millions, well, any type of lottery is in fact racist. We'll talk about that. I have a opinion on it. A woman in Memphis, Tennessee burnt down the house uh, with another woman in it. I think it was her sister who was in a wheelchair. Everybody got out okay, but this is this is uh, this is really screwed up. Memphis is uh, kind of a shithole. Doesn't surprise me at all. And whatever else I can come up with on the Patreon. Oh, no, actually, I got one more thing that I can promote. Um, after, um, because it's it's just briefly political. Um, the whole idea of every, all those people that Trump promoted went in the shitter and uh, now everybody's laying blame saying we got to move on from conspiracy. A lot of the Republicans are saying we got to move on from this conspiracy theory bullshit. No one's buying this, this bullshit story anymore. So we got to move on. And uh, Tudor Dixon was one of those uh, conspiracy theorists, bullshit stories. So now the Michigan Republicans, the GOP, the leadership and Tudor Dixon are fighting and it's fucking great. And Trump is continuing, continuing to drub Ron DeSantis. Yesterday's asshole of the day was Stevie. And I don't remember why. Today's asshole of the day. Nick Cannon? No, he's a saint. I love him. Uh, Rain Wilson, maybe. Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Sam the Jew? For what? Why would, I, why would I have Sam the Jew do it? Be the asshole of the day. Sam, you know. It's... KFC? Hmm. I wonder who. Could it be Rain Wilson or KFC? Rain Wilson's just stupid. But KFC did, in fact, promote the chicken sandwich uh, to celebrate the night of broken glass. That is, that's too much. That is, that is so fantastic of an asshole of the day. Celebrate Crystal Knock by eating a chicken sandwich. No one celebrates Crystal Knock. My God. The asshole of the day is KFC. All right, my work is done here. 
The show is not is now over. I said not over. The show is now over. Sign up on Patreon if you want more podcasting. I have that today. The Patreon bonus. I'm publishing that. And I'm also posting an episode of the Lost Zane Recordings. Thank you for being part of this. And I will talk to you a little later on. You're on Patreon, that is. Otherwise, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you, folks. And catch me on Big 101.3 in West Michigan from 6 p.m. to midnight, Saturday and Sunday.